Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Hi guys, I'm Lauren and I am recovering from compulsive reading and restricting and a whole lot of other stuff too. <laughs> um, I'm like super nervous to be here. I probably should have checked out a free thinkers meeting. Like I'm just feeling like nervous. I've never been here before and you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing and all, you know, all that. And so I'm just going to share my own experience, strength, and hope. Um, I only got one story. <laughs> um, but I'm also really excited to be here, like, because what I, you know, what comes up for me when I think of coming to a free thinkers meeting is like seeking, you know, that there's like a spirit of seeking here and a spirit of I think like listening to ourselves um, and being willing to be true to ourselves and to be true to um, what works for us. And I, I just like, that's so important. So um, I'm really enjoying just feeling like I'm, this is the company that I'm in. This is, this is how I'm understanding this, this fellowship, this meeting. Um, so thank you for, for having me and I'm grateful for the opportunity to do service because <clears throat> you're helping me. So um, I first uh, came into OA when I was 16, which was 40 years ago, actually. <laughs> and um, I, uh, what was happening then was um, I was very depressed had very low self-esteem um, and I had some uh, crazy stuff that I was doing with food. I was binging. My general pattern is binging and starving. Um, I used to, you know, do some, you know, weird things like, you know, the, the typical, like, you know, getting things out of the trash or picking things up off of the ground. Um, I used to make, uh, concoctions that were basically made out of like fat and starch and sugar. So like if I didn't have a good binge food, I would create something. And um, and those actually, um, you know, those are the things that I tend to be addicted to. Um, but, uh, you know, as a restrictor, I really have to be careful about um, how much how much energy I spend focusing on food, so uh, and trying to perfect food because I am subject to uh, perfectionism. So um, so I when I was sixteen, um, you know I and this was like back in like 80, 82, I guess right. So there was like the Scarsdale diet back then. Oh, and I was taking, I was doing diet pills too. And, you know, there would always be like, sort of like trying to control the food and then not being able to control it and trying to control my weight and not being able to control my weight. 
And so for me, as somebody that's really like bulimic minded, right, um, being even just slightly overweight or even just having a day where maybe I was bloated or because I'm subject to body dysmorphia, you know, even even just a regular day, you know, I could, you know, suddenly like feel like I need to like not eat or something like that, you know. Um, so I went on this thing called the Scarsdale diet and I lost like 25 pounds in a month. I was losing like a pound a day. And, um, and then I went to work, uh, in a restaurant in the dessert section and, um, basically anything that was broken, we could not serve. And so we broke stuff. <laughs> and um, I um, and I had this experience, you know, as a teenager of um, rapidly gaining weight um, in a very public way, you know. And um, for me as a person who had like body dysmorphia and low self-esteem, that was like mind blowing, devastating for me. And it was really humbling for me because, because each and every one of those days that I was not able to stop eating and I was literally busting out of my clothes, um, I could not stop. And um, whereas previous to that, you know, I kind of had some idea that I could stop. For me at the time, like this loss of control um, was my bottom. And so um, fortunately, you know, somebody that uh, was in my high school, you know, I saw somebody else kind of um, losing weight, getting their getting their shit together with food. And um, and I asked what she was doing and she told me she was in OA. And so I was 12 stepped by another high school student. Um, and um, and uh, actually she, yeah, she, um, and she was actually a freshman in college. And, uh, and I, I went to visit her and, um, and it was Thanksgiving. I went to visit her on Thanksgiving break. And it was the first time that I did not like, um, like have like a food orgy on Thanksgiving. It was the first time, like we went to a salad bar and I had a salad. And so I was kind of like, I was kind of like, what, like blown away. And I went to a meeting and there was the holding hands and the praying. And I was like, ugh, you know, and, and I, I didn't come back for like several months and probably about 10 more pounds, you know, um, I really had to be hurting to be able to come to a meeting and to have an open mind. And so, um, so I, I came in really hurting and really um, afraid. Like I saw a number on the scale that I had never seen before. And I was afraid because I was not able to control my food and not able to control my weight. And I was afraid. And so I came in and I was, I was like, just, what do I do? You know? And, um, I got absent right away and I got a sponsor right away 
I started doing this thing called the Westminster Writings, which was like a in-depth study of the AA literature. At the time, there was no OA literature, just the pamphlets. And, um, and I love the AA literature. Um, and I went to meetings and I um, got a lot of relief. You know, I also kind of was sort of comfortable with a lot of restriction. I was comfortable losing weight and I was comfortable with restriction, you know? And um, so I, I wasn't really intending to talk so much about the beginning of my path, but, but you know, I will say that I was an atheist when I arrived. And, uh, and in one of my first OA meetings, I, 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 I heard somebody say something about, you know, something about being an atheist or something like that. And, or I said to somebody after the meeting, I was like, you know, like, uh, this is, this is great, but I'm an atheist. Right. And this woman, I, st- <laughs> She was, she was like, uh, and she was really sweet too. She's like, oh, d- don't worry about it. Like, it's, it's fine. It'll be, it'll be fine. You don't have to believe in anything, you know? And um, so, um, so, and I, you know, and so I was really told that this is a spiritual program and that I don't have to believe in anything. And, um, and so I've worked with that over the years. Um, I've kind of been all, you know, all over the map with my, my own spiritual seeking. Um, and, uh, you know, the more, you know, I, I actually am at kind of at a point where I almost kind of dislike using terms to describe my beliefs and, you know, but, um, but I, you know, but I do have certain understandings and certain ideas that I work with. Um, Anyway, um, so I had a good long run in OA from the time I was a teenager into my 20s. Um, I had to get into SLAA. Um, Let's see, I don't think I started ACA at that time yet. But um, then I had to leave to go to go get a drug and alcohol history. (laughs) And uh, so I did that, you know, and. And then I, you know, I dipped back in a couple of times, but I did have these periods where I had complete freedom from um, food obsession and compulsion. Like the the compulsion was completely lifted. And um, so I know that that's possible. Um, uh, So let's see. Yeah, I, I don't know that I can really tap into which decade I was doing what, but, you know, um, I have like, um, some of the spiritual traditions that I've been involved in, you know, have been like Buddhism, um, paganism and earth-based religion, earth-based ritual. Um, I was in the Unitarian church for a little bit. Um, And, you know, I did have to, you know, since I'm in a free thinker, free thinker meeting, you know, I feel like I want to share that, like, um, you know, I do, it is kind of part of my practice to examine things that I have aversion to. And so I, you know, I have always 
had an aversion to the concept of God, the concept of a, a gendered God, you know. Um, and uh, so, so I look at that and I work with that. And, um, you know, currently I, I actually um, found a spiritual community, um, I guess back in 2017. And um, there is some traditional kinds of God concepts in it. And I, and I work with it, you know, but um, for me, like um, a lot of, like, I'm really, I'm focused on my path. So like at this point in my program and like in these other programs, so, you know, I did end up getting clean and sober. Um, I've been done a couple of stretches in like um, ACA. I'm back in ACA. It's really important for me to, you know, I kind of like go where the fire, where, where the fire is the hottest, you know? So I, you know, uh, I've had a lot of ACA stuff coming up for a while. So um, doing that, um, I'm so grateful that there, there are all these fellowships that I qualify to be in, like, um, you know, in my work, I um, have a lot of really personalized contact with people. And, you know, I see a lot of suffering and I see a lot of people that don't have fellowship and I, it just kind of blows me away like I just kind of think like wow you know if only they had fellowship and um I I just feel so enormously uh grateful like that I have all of these um all of these resources so I have all these tools I have all these meetings you know and I really do have a program and for me you know, at this point, you know, it, it's kind of like boiled down to like, it's kind of like uh, the way I wanted to describe it is like, it's my walk, right? So like, you know, when I first arrived here and when I first arrived and I bottom out in different fellowships, I'm kind of like, I don't know if there's any Lord of the Rings fans here, but like, I'm recently watching it again, but I'm kind of like Gollum, right? Gollum is like an addict you know? And, um, so I, you know, kind of show up like an addict, like, like, like a golem, like kind of creeping around, like kind of in the dark. Right. And, um, the, the program and not just the program, all of the resources that I've drawn on all these other spiritual resources too, have taught me how to walk. Right. And so now, you know, and through this walk, I can have freedom from, from a lot of suffering, a lot of suffering. I'm a highly potentially self-destructive person, very, very subject to very fast, very intense self-destruction. And um, so, but what I've learned is that you know, the program works. Sometimes it even works when you don't work it, right? And for me, that's where the keep coming back comes in. Like, you know, they say like, keep coming back, even if your ass falls off, pick it up and take it to a meeting, right? So that was always like my mantra, like just keep coming back. Even if you can't do anything else, just keep coming back, right? So, um, but you know, some of the basic the basic principles of this program are, you know, trust God, 
or, and God can be good orderly direction, right? I always liked that. I heard that in AA. Um, trust God, clean house, and help others, right? And I also learned that the keys of the program are honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, right? So this walk that I am doing, this walk, and this is what I have faith in. I have faith in this walk because I can have a head full of ideas and concepts, but if I am not walking the walk, I will suffer and I will likely, you know, um, slip into some form of self-destruction, right? So, um, so this walk means that um, I really have to examine myself. And, you know, the spiritual community that I'm in talks about that all the time. It's very, it dovetails very, very well with, with the 12-step program. It's the same thing. Trust God, clean house, help others, right? Do service. So, um, so for me, you know, there's this idea of, you know, cleaning my heart, right? So this is like the fourth step, you know, um, and the fifth step, being able to tell another human being, you know, um, there's, um, um, yeah, so cleaning house, you know, um, and uh, doing service. I, you know, it's only been these last few years that it's really become clear to me exactly how important it is for me to do service. And I'm really, I'm grateful that I have a profession that is a service profession and that uh, there is a 12 step aspect in my profession. Um, so, um, but in order for me to stay out of my ego self, I'm, I really need to be doing service. And I receive much more than, uh, it doesn't even matter what other people are receiving, I receive from doing the service, right? Um, I have to strive to be honest. I really have to, you know, you know, my feelings and my struggles, I need to really, re really look at, you know, what I'm experiencing because there's information there for me and it's my responsibility and it's part of my path to examine my feelings and to examine my actions and to hold myself to a standard of, of not acting out, you know, in all the different ways that I can act out. And, you know, um, I shared in another meeting uh, that, um, you know, there's like, you know, one of my understandings of, you know, how I do this dance here is like, okay, there's a, there's a positive force or a higher power and there's a negative force, a lower power, right? And it's like two radio stations that are always broadcasting and I need to be tuning in to the right radio station. And so that's part of my walk, you know? So um, I'm uh, just about out of time, but I just, um, I'm really glad to be here. 
I'm uh, really grateful to be here and grateful for everything that I've been able to receive in my recovery and in my life. And, um, and I thank you all so much and wish you all well.